It is Monday. Let's start your week off right. Max Sports is back Monday through Friday, five episodes a week. So where have we been? Well, I had an early end of the week last week, so no episode on Friday. We're back Monday. Let's catch up, okay? So our big playoff series in hockey and in basketball both are at 3-1 right now. I'll explain where my predictions hold up in the NBA and the NHL when it comes to the NBA uh, finals and the Stanley Cup. I'll share where my predictions hold up and where I think the series will go. After that, we got some big headlines around the NFL. A huge name for the Minnesota Vikings has been cut. Where could he possibly go? I will get into all of it. Find some other random topics. We got to fill it out. We have a long offseason without football, and we're about to be without basketball and without hockey. So it is going to be a long summer, okay? And I want to find all of the good topics for you. Let's get into our Monday episode and start things off right. All right, and to start things off, we have an NBA Finals game on Monday, 8.30 in Denver. They have a chance to take home the NBA Finals trophy, their first appearance, and they could win their first trophy. This is huge for Denver. I can't wait to see the game. I had Nuggets in six as my prediction, as you can see. If you uh, check out the game yourself, it is game five. So they could wrap this thing up earlier than I predicted. Now, what does this mean for the series? Well, I think that this series is probably over. I think that the Nuggets will wrap it up within the next two games. If they don't win it tonight, I think they win it at Miami. Now, looking at the situation, Miami knows how to win road games. They did it against Boston. They did it against Denver already. They know how to win on the road. They did it against Milwaukee. I don't think this is a, a sealed over series yet, as in, the, it, it, I think it's the Nuggets. They're going to win the trophy. However, I don't know if it's a guarantee that they win it uh, tonight, in tonight's Monday night game, uh, mainly due to the fact that the Heat have been one of the best road teams in the postseason. Uh, Jimmy Butler, apparently the more you insult him, the more powerful he gets, and while I don't feel like they really have an answer to shut down Jokic for three straight games to try and win the series, I think that they still have enough around them where if Bam Adebayo has another great game or if somehow Tyler Hero could come back, they could really get uh, maybe a game stolen here or there. Again, I think my prediction was uh, Nuggets and six, but how I was really feeling it was that it was going to be more of a it was closer to a sweep or a five game than I thought it really would go seven games. I thought the only way the Heat were going to be able to win this this series is if they got off to a huge lead fast and just absolutely shocked the Nuggets to the point where they might not have had a chance, similar to the Boston Celtics. However, they were only able to take uh, one game on the road, and then they got swept at home. Doesn't look very good for the Heat. You need to win your home games, and the Nuggets have been able to win more on the road so far. Only thing I will say is that the Nuggets have only had their one loss in this postseason at home against the Heat. So again, the numbers do not look good for Miami to win this one. If you're a betting man, I think it's an easy, safe pick to take the Nuggets. I'll most likely pick them to win this game, even though my series prediction was six games. If I had to pick this game without any previous picks, I'm taking Denver. 
Jokic is probably the most unstoppable force on offense in the entire NBA right now. And while I do like Jimmy Butler, I don't think that there is enough around him in order to truly lift the title. Um, I don't think they're going to win the game. And I really don't think that they're going to win the entire series. You're not coming back from 3-1. So with that being said, that was our talk when it comes to the NBA. Um, interesting story off of that. Apparently, Conor McGregor, uh, the MMA star, if you still want to call him that, he really hasn't fought in a while. But he was in the stands. And like I don't know if it was an animated thing, like a, a staged thing, or if he actually got into a fight with Bernie, the mascot for the Miami Heat. But apparently, he actually put... The he actually put the Miami Heat's mascot in the ER by punching him in the gut or something like that. Um, there's a bunch of ways we can look at this. It's it's really crappy for the guy that has to be sent to the ER that already makes a living wearing a mascot suit all the time. Um, if you want to look at any good congratulations about this, congratulations to Conor McGregor for getting his first uh, win in a fight in, what, like four years? I, I don't know. Hate to see that it's not actually in the MMA ring. Hopefully he can turn that one around. But congrats, Heat fans. If you want to remember anything from this series right now, it's the fact that um, McGregor put your mascot in the ER. So that's that's the highlight of, of Miami Heat uh, basketball right now. So moving on to the NHL, you guys, for my hockey fans, you get a game on Tuesday night. The Golden Knights have a chance to win it against the Florida Panthers. Now, I picked Panthers in this one because they were mutilating teams in the playoffs. I don't know what has happened, but they have completely lost it the last couple uh, games. They weren't able to defend home ice. They lost one to the Knights to make it a 3-1 series lead. It's unfortunate because I thought the Panthers really had a chance to do something special, and they were a really fun story. But I get it. It This team had been a, an eight seed for a reason. They had been struggling throughout the regular season. Then they catch on fire as soon as the postseason starts. Again, for those who don't remember, they were just a period or two away from being eliminated until the Pittsburgh Penguins choked in a game and they got kicked out of the playoffs instead. So this was almost a team that wasn't even supposed to be here. The fact that they made it is, is just amazing to begin with. But I'm not trying to do that. That's not what you want to hear if you're a Panthers fan. You want to see if you still have a chance. Well, again, 3-1 series leads are almost damn near impossible to come back from. If there's a team that could do it, it would be them. However, it is in Vegas. I'm going to take the Knights to win the series. I think both teams, I think the Knights and the Nuggets, both lift their trophies Monday and Tuesday. Maybe that's a crazy prediction, but who knows? I think that this is a very, very likely outcome. So with that being said, we are moving on to NFL talk. Who recently got cut? If you if you haven't been paying to the attention to the media, I will be sharing that with you. But if you know who, I will be sharing some destinations on easy places I think that this player will be going. Before we get into our next segment, if you're looking for any way of helping support the show, one, listening is always easily, and it's always the most appreciated one. But if you ever think that you might have a friend or someone at the bar or whatever the case is that is interested in sports talk, again, Monday through Friday, five episodes a week, feel free to share the podcast with them. 
um, show on my social media page, whatever the case might be. I'm always looking to you know broaden the viewership, broaden the fan base, and have more people to talk sports with. So again, that'd probably be the best way of spreading it out. Show my Facebook and show the Spotify. Again, episodes Monday through Friday. So if someone wants something to listen into the car with or on the way to work, whatever the case is, at the gym, I'm always here for you. So again, thank you to all who support it. Again, a listen is even more than I could ask for, but I appreciate anyone that would like to help. So, like I said in the last segment, we have a big name player that was recently released by the Minnesota Vikings. And if you guessed running back Dalvin Cook, ding, 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 you would be correct. So, big news for the Vikings. Um, I don't know what the hell they're actually doing right now because they've moved on from Dalvin Cook. They've traded to Darius Smith. They've let a ton of free agents walk. They cut Adam Thielen. Like, these are pieces that you would think. They would want to be keeping after having a 13-win season last year. I don't know what's necessarily going on with the Minnesota Vikings in their office. I don't listen to Viking radio. I don't listen to Minneapolis sports talk. So I don't know where their mindset of the franchise is. However, I look at that team. Aaron Rodgers is gone. As a Lions fan, he's been the Achilles heel for decades honestly it's just been the Packers they now have a new quarterback that nobody knows if they're going to be amazing or if they're going to absolutely suck it up and you have a team that while seemed to be very lucky at times they were one of the hottest teams in football last year yes we we all know that they won a lot of nail-biter games and they actually gave up more points on defense that they ended up scoring as an offense this year however as much as you want to rip on them. Maybe I'm really wrong with this take, but you don't win 13 games on accident. Either they are the luckiest team ever to exist, and they are going to completely fall on their faces next year, or maybe they actually had a decent core and were able to overachieve. Now, I don't know. We'll have to see how this season ends up going, but you have a veteran quarterback in Kirk Cousins. You have arguably the best wide receiver in football in Justin Jefferson. O-line, eh, average. D-line, average. The defense on its own was subpar. We know that. But they had a very dynamic running back in Dalvin Cook. He had one year left on his deal. They were trying to negotiate it. They couldn't get a deal done, so they ended up looking to trade him. Trade couldn't get done, so they end up cutting him. Now, I know they have a decent backup running back in Alexander Madison, but he does not have the dynamic running ability that Cook has. He's been banged up over a couple of years, but he is one of the better running backs in football. That's, I mean, it's not as valued as it once was. It's not like having a top receiver in the NFL. I'd much rather have a top 10 NFL wide receiver than I would rather have a running back. Um, it's a more valuable position on the offense. And look at a Tyreek Hill. Look at what um, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, like I said, can do to a team as opposed to a top 10 running back. I look at Nick Chubb as a top four running back, three running back. Sorry, he's not changing games as much as any of those receivers I just named. He's very good. I would love to have Nick Chubb on my team, but he's not someone that is more valuable than probably the top 12 wide receivers in the NFL. 
So anyway, back to my main point, though. They still let a dynamic weapon of their offense leave. Uh, Kirk Cousins is a lot better when it comes to play action and, and playing off the run game than he is just being a, a primarily passing pass first guy. Um, I'm talking about like a Josh Allen, a Patrick Mahomes, where the passing game is pushed in the offense. He is more, you know, Cousins is more of a play action pass off of the run type of guy. Um, very similar offense to like the Detroit Lions, my team. Um, again, Jared Goff, he can put up nice numbers, but what helps him the most is play action, movement, confusion to get guys open. Losing your bell cow running back that you've had the last several years that knows your system, is experienced. Yes, he's had some injury issues over his career, but what running back won't? That's a huge loss. They just gave up probably a top three player on their team for nothing. And I understand they probably need the money and they don't want to give him a long-term deal. I understand that as well. That's why I don't love the thought of usually drafting running backs very high. And I don't like the thought of signing running backs for a lot of money. Because again, one injury and they're never the same again. They don't have that burst through the secondary. Look at Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Get him a huge deal and now he's not even on the Cowboys anymore. So... I understand on both sides. I understand the risk of signing him to a long-term deal, but I also realized they had a, they had a year left. And unless he was truly going to set out a full year, they had a year left on his deal. They could have used him up for one more year then kicked him to the curb. Now, that's not a nice way of doing it, but hey, you signed a contract, you, you should be better to play it all out. Anyway, looking at what the Vikings did, this division is open for Detroit. And I'm not only just doing Lions talk because I'm from there. I'm saying this as someone that is looking at a division. Aaron Rodgers is gone. The biggest threat to you right now is the Vikings. And their team has not changed at all this offseason. They've added some pieces, but they've cut staples of their offense and defense. Again, Thielen, Kendricks, you lost Zadarius Smith. Now you lose Dalvin Cook. Their offensive line is not as good. Their defensive line is not as good. Their secondary is not as good. The only thing they're beating Detroit at right now is weapons. That's it. Receiving core. That is it. And right now, if I'm a Detroit Lions fan like myself, I'm looking at this team. It's the Lions division to lose next year. You should be the betting odds favorite. And honestly, if I'm Detroit, I should probably go 5-1 and one in my division games next year barring any freak injuries, obviously. So where will Dalvin Cook go, though? We've talked enough about the NFC North. Where could he go? Well, one of the biggest names that I've been hearing a ton of is Miami. They are playing the game of more weapons, more speed, more athleticism, the better. They are adding so many pieces, whether it was the addition of Tyreek Hill last year, Jalen Waddell is a draft pick a couple years ago. They have just added athleticism all over the field. They had Mostert in the backfield, one of the fastest running backs in the NFL. However, I don't view him as a bell cow. Adding someone like Dalvin Cook could be a great addition to the team. I think that this is the easy choice. This is an easy fit for where he could go. Now, if I had to take guesses of other places that could make sense to me, I'm looking at the Chargers, mainly due to the fact that Eckler, again, he doesn't want to be there. He hasn't been dealt yet, 
But a lot of people thought that Austin Eckler was going to be on the move. If you remember that drama before the NFL draft happened, he apparently wasn't in a good negotiation with the team and things didn't look good. It sounded like he said the last possible option for him would be coming back to play with them next year. Now, maybe that was just, you know, slow news day and they looked too much into a topic. I can't tell. I didn't get the note, you know, the news that day, but when it comes down to it, they might need a new running back. And again, what was the weakness with the Chargers run game? Eckler is a dynamic receiving weapon as a running back. He's like an elite version of a Theo Riddick. But the problem with it, though, is he's a little undersized. He's not a guy that can run between the trenches, push for first downs, and really ice the game. That was the biggest weakness, and it's truly why I think they choked in that uh, wild card round against the Jaguars. They choked because they couldn't end the damn game. Getting someone like Dalvin Cook, a guy that can dominate through the trenches, but still get that burst outside, that is what you need if you're the Chargers. I could definitely see that as an option. Another one I could see as well would be the Denver Broncos. Why? Well, they're still in win-now mode. They are. They truly do need a ton of pieces. They, they traded for... Russell Wilson two seasons ago, they traded a first round pick to get Sean Payton from the Saints to be their head coach. I like Javante Williams as a back, but with his injuries history, I, I there's no guarantee that he can definitely be a bell cow back for his first, you know, real season as a contending team. This team needs to go to the playoffs, and I wouldn't put all my eggs in Javante Williams as a second-year back. They do have a solid backup in Samaje Perrine, but again, I don't love it as well. Getting someone like Dalvin Cook is a win-now move, and they won't have to give up any draft capital for it. He's a free agent, so I definitely like the thought of him potentially going there as well. Outside of that, I don't know if there'll be many other teams that will be looking for someone like Dalvin Cook right now. Most teams already have established running backs, already drafted someone, already traded for someone, or just straight up already have one. Um, The only other guess I could think of that could be a good fit would maybe be the Rams due to the fact they have Cam Akers, but he doesn't look to be a long-term fit by any means. They could go running back and maybe get Dalvin Cook's services if they still view themselves as contenders. So those were some of the names. What do you think about them? Again, I think the easy choice is Dalvin Cook to the Dolphins. He's from Florida, went to Florida State as a college kid. I see that being the biggest matchup. What do you think, though? Any listener out there wondering where Dalvin Cook could go? Yeah, so I think that's where he's going to be going. That's the end of our NFL talk. On to the next segment. So we're going to be experimenting a bit here in the last segment. I'm going to be trying out a new music feature to see if I like it. Um, If it sounds terrible, just absolutely ridicule it in the comments, and I'll know what to do next time. But we need some talking points in order to practice on this segment. So I want to give you top contenders for the upcoming college football season. So for those who don't know, we are less than 100 days away from college football and I want to share some teams that I think are the biggest faces that you should keep your eyes on for in the upcoming season to start things off 
we are going to be doing SEC, the king of college football. And that could be controversial with some people, but look how many titles they've won in the last couple decades. They are the kings of college football. The big ones are obviously Alabama and Georgia. We're looking at them. Those are the faces of college football in the last several years. They made it to the most national championships. Georgia went back-to-back for the first time in what feels like forever. I think the last team was Saban's um, team led by A.J. McCarron in the early 2010s going back-to-back. Doesn't happen often. Other teams that you could look at contenders, um, in in the SEC, I, I can't see too many right now. When I look at the SEC... I'm seeing maybe Tennessee. I want to see what they look like without uh, Hendon Hooker, though. They have the former Michigan quarterback, Joe Milton, who a lot of people are very, very excited to see. He was starting in the bowl game against Clemson and put quite a show on. He could pick up the reins right where Hendon Hooker left them. I could see them as a contender, but I don't think they're going to be jumping Georgia. I think that they'll probably be third fiddle unfortunately um moving on to other contenders to keep an eye on we're going to do the pack 12 we're going to do the guy who's most likely the face of college football this year and that is going to be usc led by last year's heisman caleb williams now usc really turned things around in year one with lincoln riley finishing 12th in the ap top 25 they were a team that had a chance to go to the college football playoff but lost in the pac-12 championship to utah i think that williams filled a lot of holes for this usc team but it's year two with lincoln riley nil recruiting classes transfer portal he'll be able to bring in more talent keep an eye on usc to run the pac-12 this year they have the best quarterback in football that gets you far enough it usually gets you further than most people think i think usc is definitely a national title contender the only one that i truly see in the pac-12 other contenders that could be a threat to them for winning the national championship i'm seeing washington and i'm seeing oregon oregon has bo Nix. he's a very experienced veteran quarterback in college football feels like the dude's been there since 2016 he started at auburn then transferred to oregon last year He's a proven veteran quarterback that's going to know his stuff. He might be able to make it into a second or third round draft selection if this season goes well for him. And who knows, maybe on a hot day, he could outduel Caleb Williams. The only other threat I could see is Washington. They are very similarly built to Oregon, a team that has NFL talent all over the field. They have a very, a very experienced quarterback at the reins michael Penix jr sounds just like bonex let me tell you a story started off at another school transferred there and played very well started at indiana transferred after some injury concerns and losing his starting job comes to washington puts up amazing stats so washington oregon the best chances to dethrone usc will it happen i don't think so but i wanted to give you some names other playoff contenders i think the big national championship contender from the acc is going to be clemson clemson is a very solid program that has kind of fallen off in the last couple years due to lack of talent development and just underperforming 
They've been in a very weak ACC that I don't have a lot of respect for. I think a lot of those teams are bottom feeders in other conferences, and I think Clemson has been able to, you know, kind of boost a bad record with some mediocre wins. Now, they do have talent. Cade Klubnik, ugh, bet you can't say that 10 times fast. Uh, Cade Klubnik, Cade Klubnik, um, he is going to be a star. You're going to hear that a lot. So, told you to say it 10 times fast, you're going to hear people saying it a lot. He's supposed to be a very solid prospect. He had starts last year, but he was behind DJ Uyunglele. Again, we're playing the names game right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm practicing making sure I get all these right, but he was behind him last year after losing the starting job due to injuries. True freshman, Kate Klubnik, got some play and looks to be a very, very promising quarterback. Again, You'd be shocked what an NFL-caliber quarterback can get you in college football. It's more than most people would expect. I think that they are the favorites to win the ACC, and they will definitely be in the playoff contention talk. The biggest threat to them is a team that actually finished ranked ahead of them at the end of the season, and that was Florida State. Jordan Travis, again, another solid veteran quarterback, led Florida State to their first winning season in what feels like forever. I thought that their coach was definitely getting canned at the beginning of the season. They really struggled for a while. Um, It was not looking good for Florida State. Once upon a time, a titan in college football. Haven't won a national championship in almost a decade now since Jameis Winston once led the team with Jimbo Fisher. Um, I call him Jimbo Fish Eyes, by the way, but uh, back to the main point. Florida State is a a program that used to be a titan of college football, and they really haven't probably last half decade or so. Getting that turned around has been more difficult than some people might think, but I think they are the biggest threat to Clemson. On to the Big Ten. We got Michigan and Ohio State. These are the the big two, I'd say, out of all of them. Michigan and Ohio State are the only teams in the Big Ten that have been able to recruit and compete on the same level as SEC programs. I think Ohio State's roster was the only one that really could have defeated Georgia's last year. And you saw that college football playoff game, Georgia, Ohio State. It was a, it was an all-time classic. I had a great time watching it on New Year's Eve. As for Michigan, they've really turned it around, and every year it seems that they seem to be taking a step further and further. Um, you know, two seasons ago, they defeated Ohio State for the first time in like a decade, it felt like. Um, then they made their way to their first playoff appearance. Last year, they go fully undefeated, beat Ohio State again even more handily than last time, go back to back, and then they fall short in the playoff again. Last year, they went undefeated, though. This year, I think it's the time they need to take the step up. If Michigan or Ohio State are going to help prove that the Big Ten is more superior than the SEC, they need to actually win one of these playoff games this year. Only competition that I think could dethrone Michigan or Ohio State would be Penn State. Penn State is a very solid team led by a very experienced coach. Um, I'm not the biggest fan uh, of Penn State, I'll be honest. James Franklin, their coach, he's been able to get them over the hump and get them to the Big Ten Championship. Feels like almost a decade ago, I believe it was 2016 against the Wisconsin Badgers is when he led them. 
only thing when it comes to Penn State is I think that their program, and especially James Franklin, has relied heavily off of that season. They have had some disappointers, some clunker seasons, and last year they kind of were just were under the table. Uh, is that is that a term under the table? That could be nothing. I don't know. They 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 were out of the spotlight. We'll say that. I'm throwing out all the catchphrases today. They were uh, out of the spotlight of Michigan and Ohio State. They finished seventh in the, the rankings to end the season. They only lost two games. Guess who? Michigan and Ohio State. They were a very solid program. But again, they were falling just short of their big competitors. I think they do that again next year. As for the Big 12, the big team that was the the true Cinderella of football last year, that was TCU. Texas Christian University, led by Max Duggan. Nice name. But um, they... uh, Honestly, you could have put me and a bunch of nobodies out there on the national championship field, and the score would have looked the same. They got obliterated by Georgia. The game was over before it even begun. It was a great Cinderella run by TCU, an amazing upset in the playoff against Michigan. However, they had a lot of senior-led talent. They had a lot of NFL talent that left. I think that they will definitely fall back to probably an 8- or 9-win team. I think that that allows a lot of teams to be able to step up. The biggest one, and I think it's the one that's the hottest, Texas. Everyone that loves college football loves saying, Texas is back. Watch out for Texas. Um, Until Texas can put a 10-win season together, I'm not buying it. I think that they need to do it, and I think they have the talent to. The talent has never, ever been the question. It's the coaching, and it's the effort. They just don't seem to work together. I don't know what it is with them, but usually Hook'em Horns doesn't impress once the season begins. I think that they have a very good chance of winning the Big 12, and I honestly think that they should. Oklahoma fell apart last year, and I'll be honest, I think that the Big 12 is probably one of the weaker conferences in the Power 5. Kansas State is another threat. Again, though, I think Texas has more talent. They should win these games. So, there I have it. Those are the teams to keep an eye out for for national championship and playoff contention. What do you think about it? Are you as excited as I am for college football? And again, hopefully this sound bite sounds good. If the sound doesn't, I'm trying out a, a music segment to try and add some background music if it doesn't sound good you probably won't hear it at all i'll remove it before i post the, the episode but with that being said enjoy your monday i will let you uh, enjoy the start to your week um enjoy the nba finals i've said enjoy about eight times now watch some nba basketball watch some baseball enjoy some time with your family again if you had a dollar for every time i said enjoy now Take care. Adios.